Good morning, everybody. First of all, a happy new year to all. We're going to be we're going to be reading about how we could have a wonderful new year with God. Will you turn your book over to Romans chapter 12, verse 1, please? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Hey, good morning, everyone, and a happy new year to you. Not to sound redundant, but it, it must be said, it's a new year. It's January 1st. And so the title of this lesson, or it's not really a lesson as you're going to see in a moment, is A New Year with God. It's 2017 today, starting this day. Well, 2016 for some of us has been a year of ups and downs, a year of trials, a year of change. And I'm sure that we all have stories about 2016. Last year, some of us have lost loved ones. In my short time here, in four months, I have been to the funerals of Dale, jo- Dale Johnson, Cam Pope, and Marlene Knudsen, and three of them in only four months. And that's more than I'm usually attending, obviously. And so though we know these brothers and sisters in Christ have gone on to be with the Lord, we still feel that void without them here this morning, you know, the first day of 2017, right? I'm sure a lot of us feel it. On the other end of the spectrum of life, some of us have been blessed with newborn babies this, this past year. And there's no greater joy than to see a new life come into the world, to see those eyes open for the first time. Some of us have been blessed with newborns, and so we rejoice. Uh, 2016 was a good year because of that reason. And so... Children are truly a gift from God. I don't have any of my own. I wish I did. But everybody's children in the church are Che and I's children. We will love them as our own. And so that's what we've chosen to do. This past year, we have also seen new babes in Christ, people who have put on Christ through the waters of baptism. We've had five baptisms just in the last three months, and that is wonderful. These are our new brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we rejoice in that. In 2016, some of us have been blessed with new jobs that God gave us. Right here. There you go. I'm one of them. But some of us have been blessed with new jobs, new employment, new opportunities. So for all of us, if we think really hard and we write down everything God has done for us, all that he has given us, we would see how much God has blessed each and every one of us in 2016. And he has. We just have to think about it. Today we start a new year. It's a new year with God. The message today is a new year's challenge. That's why I say it's not really a lesson. It is actually a challenge. It is a challenge to you. What are you willing to give back to God in 2017? What are you willing to do for him in 2017? In light of all that God has done for you in the past year, what are you willing to do for God? I want us to take a look again at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I know that it had verses 1 and 2 up there, but I'm only looking at Romans chapter 12, verse 1, which says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So how will you offer your bodies as living sacrifices that are holy and pleasing to him, to God? 
The text says that it is our spiritual act of worship. I like the footnote at the bottom of the NIV, which says it's our reasonable, our reasonable act of worship. It is reasonable in light of all that God has done for us to be living sacrifices. Some translations say that our reasonable act of service, of service instead of worship. And so, part of being living sacrifices is serving. And that's what we're talking about this morning, serving. So how can we be living sacrifices? How can we show a servant's heart in 2017? Well, we can try harder to regularly attend worship service, evening worship, Bible study classes during the week, and various church events and activities. We can try harder to be here for more things. We know that we're supposed to be gathered here today on the Lord's Day, the first day of every week. But we should be gathered together every opportunity that we have available to us. It helps us to grow as Christians. It helps us to be reminded that we are a family and that we're to be together and we're to help one another. But let me show you one other thing that it helps us with. Take a look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. This verse is often read to remind us not to forsake the assembly, the worshiping together. But listen to the words of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. As you see the day approaching. Coming out for worship and other activities helps to encourage us, but it also helps to encourage someone else. Do you ever stop to consider going out? You're going out there to help someone else. You're getting together for events, activities, to encourage someone else. If you have that kind of mindset, that changes things. Let me give you an example. When I was back in Moncton, New Brunswick, and I was worshiping there, and that was the congregation that I came to uh, at the very beginning, there was an elderly lady there, and she had had many strokes, and she was paralyzed on the left side. Now, this was a woman who didn't have much money, so she couldn't contribute much. And she couldn't help out much because of that being paralyzed. But the thing is, is she never missed a single event. She was there every Sunday. You can count on her to be there for everything. And everybody was encouraged by her being there. Said, look at Edna. You know, she's never missed a day for like 15, 20, 30 years straight. Ever, ever, ever. A Lord's Day, any activity, anything. And so that's what we're talking about. Trying to get together more often to encourage others. So try harder to regularly attend worship service and other activities that we have. Another way that we can show ourselves to be living sacrifices, to show a servant's heart in 2017, we can make more of an effort to talk to visitors or people we haven't met before. When we come out here on Sunday morning, I know some of us are shy. Some of us, it's a little hard. But if we make the effort, we'll realize that it's very easy to do. It'll get easier and easier as we do it. To say hi to someone. To say hi to someone we don't normally talk to on a Sunday morning. To say hi to a visitor that's there, that has come out to worship with us. And I'm sure that if you talk to any of our visitors that are here this morning, they will tell you that they appreciate it when people come and talk to them. I'm sure they would say that they appreciate it. It shows that you're interested in getting to know them and that you care about them. Another thing that we can do 
to be living sacrifices and show a servant's heart is we can volunteer more. We can volunteer more. We can always use volunteers to help out, to clean up, to set up, to bring food to special events. There's many ways that you can volunteer. And we think of the greeters at the door. We think of people helping out in, in, out in the lobby. There's many ways that we can volunteer. And that would be very helpful. Be very helpful to the church, and it's your service to God. So that's another way that we could be servants in 2017. Also, another thing that we can do is we can volunteer to use our vehicles, our cars, to give people drives. We desperately need drivers, desperately, desperately need drivers to pick up people for special events. And let me give you an example. On Tuesday, we had a Christmas dinner on December 27th. It was delayed because of the holidays, because of the weather. The storm has pushed it back. But on December 27th, on that Tuesday, including the international students, we picked up some special guests that were with us. And we had 40 to 50 people who needed to be picked up. 40 to 50 people out of, I think there was probably about 120 that were there, but 40 or 50 of them were special guests and international students that needed to be picked up. Between Paul Burston, Chad, Wayne, and I, myself, we had around 15 trips to pick up people. I'm serious, 15 trips and close to 10 hours of driving. And that was one way. That was just on the way here. We had to do that again to drive them back. So you imagine, we desperately need drivers. People who are willing to help out, to use their vehicles, to serve in that way, to help people to come out for activities. And so another way that we can help out is to volunteer in one of the many ministries that we have going on here. For example, Friendspeak. We have the Friendspeak program. Looks like it's not changing over. So we have the Friendspeak program, and we desperately need volunteers to teach English. A lot of these folks that were out on, on Tuesday, some of these folks uh, need to learn English, and we need to be able to help out. So we need more people that are willing to help out in this program. You don't need a college degree for this. You don't need special special training for this, although they give you some training and, and help you to understand what it's all about. But we desperately need people to serve in this ministry. We have this new ministry that has started in which we have the opportunity to help people who are new to Canada. And I was told that we could possibly see one family a week come to the church, one family a week come to the church. And so these families would need transportation. They would need help to learn English and which comes to my next point, is they need clothing. So we desperately need help in the clothing room and helping out there. The ladies that are there that are doing the work there already are working tirelessly. They are great servants in the Lord, and they work very, very hard, I could tell you that. But they could use some help. So there's another place that we can help out, that we can plug in, that we can serve. And here's another place that you can help out, the yearly Mexico mission trip. Whether you want to help out with the VBS or you want to help out with the building of the classrooms, it's another place where you can plug in, where you can serve. There are so many different ways that you can serve and that you can help out. And all you have to do is ask. See one of the elders. See one of the deacons. There are places where you can serve, where you can help out in 2017. And now I give you a challenge within a challenge. So the challenge is, how can I serve in 2017? But here's a challenge within the challenge. Let me stress this. If you are able to, let me stress that. If you are able to, 
try to give more of your financial blessings to help out with the work of the church. A lot of work we do costs money. A lot of the things that we are doing cost money. A small amount such as $10 more a week, that ends up $520 at the end of the year. And that $520 can help out a lot. So think of how you might be able to contribute a little more in 2017 to help out, to be able to serve in that way. It would help out a lot. But I want you to think of something else when it comes to the giving. Take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I want you to think of these things when you give of your financial blessings. Just to get a little context of, of what is being talked about in chapter 9 here. In chapter 9, verse 5 of 2 Corinthians, Paul says to the church in, in Corinth, So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you had promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as one grudgingly given. So here's the, that's the context. That brothers are going there to get the gift that they had promised. Now take a look at verses 12 and 13 with that in mind. So this service that you perform, this gift that they're giving, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And so... Our giving is a service that overflows in many expressions of thanks to God. Do you ever stop to consider that when you're giving? You're showing your gratitude to God. You're giving your thanks to God. It's an expression of your gratitude. But it can also cause people to praise God, as we just read in those verses. Some of the money we give helps others who are in need. And when they are helped, they praise God. What we do when we give, we're giving glory to God indirectly. Our giving causes other people to praise God. Imagine, our giving does that. Our giving brings glory and praise to God. So these are just some of the ways that you can serve in 2017. And there are a lot of other things, too, that I haven't mentioned. But let me also point out one thing that's very important, too, in light of all these ways that you can serve. Think about the people that are out there. Those people that are out there that want to know Christ and are just waiting for one of us to come along and talk to them. And think about those people out there who have needs and that we can serve them and we can show that we are a neighbor to them. Think of the ways that you can serve, not just here in this building, but also out there when you go out there today. When I was going to Bible college in 2004 to 2008, I worshipped with the Waterloo, Ontario congregation. And I appreciated their bulletin because on their bulletin, it was clearly written on every bulletin, every member a minister, every member a minister. I don't consider the word minister to be my title. It is what I do. It's what I do. I'm minister. And we should all be ministers. We should all be ministering. We should all be serving. I'm a servant. That's what I am, a servant for the Lord. And we should all be serving. We should all have a servant's heart in 2017. So again, I give you a challenge for 2017. What are you willing to give back to God? What are you willing to do for him? 
How will you offer your bodies as living sacrifices that are holy and pleasing to him? In light of this, in light of the idea of serving in 2017, I want to read this passage. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, which is so important. And listen to these words. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So hopefully for each and every one of you, 2017 will be a year of service, will be a year where you will step up and try to help and try to serve. And we can do it in so many ways. There are other things that I did not mention, other ministries. There's Celebrate Recovery. There's the other things that we have. Look at the bulletin. They're all there. Ways that you can plug in and you can help and you can serve. But I have a message here for those who are visiting. If you are here today and you have not responded to the message of Christ, the gospel, then won't you start 2017 by doing what you need to do to be right with God? I invite you to come forward to put on Christ through the waters of baptism, to be forgiven of your sins and become a new creation, as 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 tells us. If you're here visiting, if you are here today for the first time or you've been visiting a few times, won't you take the opportunity to make 2017 the year you come to Christ? Won't you do that today and start the new year with God? Let's stand, sing our last song in the morning. Buried with Christ, my blessed Redeemer, dead to the old life.